Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I would have to give one of your, uh, what do you call it, manuscript? A manuscript? Manuscript journal. I'm going to have to get one of these and try. I use an online app. But what I do find is you're right. And I've got it all. You know, you can populate it the way you want. You have templates and this, that, and the other. But it's pretty, pretty darn elaborate. However, you're right. You know, you get on there. And before you get started in the morning, it's like, I'll let me check the news. Because, you know, if the aliens invaded the White House last <laughs> night, I don't want to hear about it from someone else. I want to find that out, or, you know, or yeah. if something tragic happened, I at least want to be aware of that. But then I'll find out, you know, then what pops up is Britney Spears did something here. And it's like, what? You know, right? <laughs> and then you're off to something over here. Justin Timberlake says, that's ridiculous. And then all yeah. of a sudden you've got at least a minute or two. It's like, wait a minute. This is not why I went <laughs> Yeah. To check the news. Yeah. And you're lucky if it's a minute or two. Usually it's like 5, 10, 15, all of a sudden 30 minutes an hour is gone. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing with my life? So, yeah. Yeah. Because the news media knows they can keep you if they hook you on all this craziness, you know, the nonsense. But uh, all I want is the, the news, news. But then, no, it doesn't work like that. And then the other side of it, of course, is to know that. Down through the years, the people who have been, well, the phrase I heard earlier about here, Samantha, is you've got to be specific to be dynamic. And so that's why I've always been, a, and coaches, the great thing about athletics is you have a season. You have a season. And then you have games in that season. And then you have a preseason. And then you have, you cycle, you know, you got to divide it all out there. And the elite coaches have, like Dean Smith, who had, University of North Carolina, his practices were organized down to the minute. You know, those players went in there because they only had so much time to get college players that, that, you know, the NCAA would allow for practice. And they had it down to the minute. And Roy Williams, who was his assistant coach, when every player went in every day, every player at the front of their locker had a list of how it's going to go, what they were supposed to be doing, what their role was, and every, you know, organized. And so all that's, and they had that ready day by day for every player before the season started. And so, you know, and then you hear things about journaling from like, I'm sure you use this with Leonardo da Vinci. You know, he had 1,500 pages of notebooks. And they were very, I mean, you know, he probably had 500 words at least on every, and diagrams on every page. So it wasn't like he, he wrote, uh, I had a, you know, I heard a great joke today. I mean, it was really detailed information. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've got history on your side. You got logic on your side. So I'm going to have to get one of your manuscript to, and play with that. But uh, why did you, you know, let me ask you this. Usually there's good reasons and bad reasons for people making major why did you leave Marina Del Rey? Tell me the real reason. The real reason? I don't know if I could, I mean, 
Real reason is... We're on it. We're just friends. It's just me and you. We're just... <laughs> nobody's going to hear this. <laughs> you know, you know, I'd lived in LA for nine years. Look right? at that expression on your face. I tell you. <laughs> I lived in LA for I nine years. I have touched a nerve. It, Go ahead. It was a great, you know, I moved there for a reason to take on modeling and acting, was successful in that. And then it brought me to meet my fiance there. And I loved, like my dream was always to live at the beach. And when the pandemic hit, everything changed. <laughs> everything changed out there. And it was just that, again, had to follow my gut and intuition. It was time for us to go explore, live somewhere else. And we ended up here, but LA will be a big place in my heart forever. You polished it up. You finessed it. You should think about a career in politics. But uh, what would you say changed for you that you said, okay, there's got to be something better for me? And then why Austin, of all places? So what changed? What changed? What did you start noticing? What started to get not as happy as it was before that you can actually tell the world? You know How people treated each other out there. Talk about that. How people treated each other. And for example, like we lived on the beach, right? We lived on the right. beach. We'd walk the beach. Very amazing, beautiful, clean, fresh air. And, uh, yeah. you know, for multiple years, you'd be out there just walking your dog, having fun. And people would walk by and yell at you and be really mean to you about, where's your mask? Where's your mask? What are you doing? And it's like, we are out here in on the ocean air, which is a there's a breeze. There's, a, there's breeze. a breeze. Like you're like 50 million yards away from me, and this this was happening all the time. To be honest, oh, it was just that. It was just this constant, and even after mandates were lifted, people were still very just not nice. Like walking into stores and stuff like that. It's like. Oh, it was just, and we're not in alignment with a lot of that stuff, to be honest. And I, you know, being from a place of being very holistic and knowing how to heal your body and all these other things and just seeing when your eyes are truly open, when you're awake to what's really going on, it's like, it's really hard to be in an environment like that 24 seven, where you're in a good mood, leaving your house. And the second you step outside, someone's all up in your face. And it's like, all right, it's time to go. But I really did feel like that chapter of my life was wrapped up. I feel like I kind of squeezed everything that I could out of LA with the purpose and intention that I had. And we decided, it's like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to move. And actually we were wanting to move to Florida. And for over a year, we were looking at places in Florida because we're very much beach people. And for we took many trips out there and just could not find the place that's like that, thunder, that like, oh, this feels great. You should have called me. You should have called me, Samantha. I could have helped you. I should have called you. Well, maybe soon. I know I know. we love Austin. I know it's probably not our forever film. I don't know where right. that next would be. But all I did at that point, and this comes back to like your goals, your dreams, your visions, and being super clear on what it is that you want, I decided to just get on Zillow and type in all the specs for the house that I wanted and just zoomed out on the map of America because we're like, we're at this point really like, we got to go. We got to go somewhere. We got to get yeah. out of here. We got to continue with everything here. And I zoomed out and then I just started zooming in on, on different pockets. And all of a sudden, like, even though a lot of our friends had moved to Austin or people that we knew, a lot of people came here, right? From, especially from LA. But that wasn't a reason why we chose here. I just like literally found this one house here in Austin 
It looked amazing in the pictures, had all the specs that we wanted. We wanted more space. We wanted land. We wanted to be out in the country, out of the city. Like I'd lived in the city for so long. It's very energetically draining. We wanted to breathe the fresh air, not see neighbors, have our dog, like be, have Milo, our dog, to be able to run around freely. And I zoomed in on this one house and it had everything. And we're like, let's go check it out. So we got on a flight like a couple of days later, came to check it out to make sure it was real and legit. And then signed the paperwork that day. And within a week, we had our entire place packed up on a, wow. on a container to come here. And we just did it. There, It was that, again, what we've been talking about this entire podcast, that intuitional gut, that feeling that let's do it. Because at the end of the day, like say you do make a decision, whether it's moving, whether it's quitting your job, career, whatever. If you hate it, if it sucks, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back. We know we can always move back to LA if we wanted to or somewhere else, but You'll never know the potential and the success and the happiness if you don't try. So we just trusted our gut and we love it here. We are so happy here. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compress them into a free webinar. That's right, it's a free resource. If you wanna find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com. You'll discover the five part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. What you did was you got away from a, a toxic situation. And, you know, those people, what the pandemic did was allow people that are naturally nasty and mean permission to be nasty and bossy and mean and act like Gestapo agents. And even wow. in Aspen, you know, in the mountains, the breeze and the health and this, that, the other. There was one woman <laughs> that my, one of my therapists told me about. She would walk around with her dog on the sidewalk. She'd go, six feet, six feet, six feet. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, you're 50 feet away from me. Why are you saying, what are you talking about, you idiot? And then I actually stopped skiing on Aspen Mountain because I went up two times and one time they were yelling at this. I found that when they're yelling at someone next to you, the poison gets on you too. But they were yelling at this nice little lady, like she's 80 years old, but she had the mask here. She didn't have it up here. The nostrils were covered, but what else? And this guy's screaming at her. We're in the line to go up the gondola. And we had no idea whether it turned around and finally figured out it was like something about that. But the toxin gets on you if you got people screaming. And it happened two or three times. Up there, I said, I'm off. I'm off the mound because I come out here. I live out here for fun, happy, regenerating. And skiing is, you know, miraculous experience. And I don't want to have that poison forever. And so I, I'm off the mountain. I'm just not going to expose myself to that toxin. And if you find yourself in that kind of toxic environment, one person can ruin things for you. If it's in a company or if it's a neighborhood or whatever, but move. I mean, you can't. Killing them does not really pay off, folks. You know, that's a temptation. You want to just, you know, I'll just eliminate them. No, you can't eliminate them, but you can't eliminate you, you know, and you, 
You don't have to. And I think one thing, Samantha, we a lot of us don't realize what that was. Well, that's verbal bully. You know, people, you know, you're being bullied. It's just like someone's hitting you with a stick, but they're doing it with words. And until you're aware of that concept, you know, it takes you a while to pick up like what's happening here. But, that, you know, for whatever reason, if you're in a situation where people feel empowered to go ahead and be bullying to you, like neighbors in your condo association or in your apartment building or in your neighborhood, you don't have to stay there. There's a lot of happy, pleasant people in the world and get out and look. And so that's what you did. And I'm happy for you doing that and uh, removing that toxin out of your life, you know, because now you can go back, you know, down the road. Marina Del Rey in L.A. was not ruined forever, but it might have been ruined forever had you continued to be exposed to that, you know. Right. And so I'm happy. So the thing is, you our environment, you know, you hear attitude is everything. Environment is everything. And you've got to make the choices that put yourself in a position and a geography in an occupation with support people to where you can be your best. Yes. And if there's any toxicity or poison in there, you got to get rid of it. I mean, there's some people that we have listening to this podcast. There are people in their life they've got to eliminate from their circle of friends. You know, however, you've got to get them out. You don't have to allow yourself to be imposed upon the rest of your life because your number one priority is to be productive and pursue your destiny. And that's where you're going to make an impact. And if they come in and are constantly pouring on water to put out your inspiration and your fire, they got to go. Don't you think? You, you know, do you see that? 100%, right? Like we know the saying, like you are this like combination of the five people that you hang out with. I think it goes way beyond that. It is, you know, your immediate family, friends, your surroundings, your environment, that all is a combination. Like I think about it now, just as you're saying all this, it's like, isn't it interesting? The first year in the business, we didn't hit six figures and granted it was a new company, but also the stuff that I was dealing with on a daily basis in my life during that period of time was a lot of negativity. Right. And you can't just ignore all of that. Like you can't just be like, well, I'm just going to be immune to being bullied or immune to the hate or immune to any of this stuff. Like it's going to affect you. But isn't it interesting after moving to Austin where I'm feeling great every day, I'm taking care of myself. I can go out freely without being scared. Oh, who's going to yell at me today? Or who's going to be an asshole today, right? It's like, I'm feeling good every single day. And isn't that interesting that all of a sudden, the business like 10x, right? Yeah. 10x so quickly. So it all plays an effect. And what you just said, like, I can't stress it enough. And of course, there's some people, like, for example, family members, like, if you live with your family, that's hard. And if they're toxic, that's hard to get away from. Limit the exposure, move out. Like, you can remove yourself from these places and you can remove certain people from your life. And you don't have to be like, oh, I can't hang out with you anymore. You're toxic. It's just, no, you start making, you know, different plans. You start just limiting your time. Don't go out with them every time they invite you. Go do something else. It's it's so easy. There's ways of, you know, use your brain. There's ways of avoiding that, you know, filling up your schedule. And because they've got problems that is not yours, you just can't let their problems be yours. And when you do the journal, what have you noticed from your journaling, your manuscript, uh, and talking to people about that, the interaction, 
that what comes up more than more, like you say, people are doing great and everything. What are the kind of improvements in people can kind of guess some of this? They're getting specific. They're getting more organized. But what have you noticed from your vantage point are uh, the biggest advantage for people who get involved in this activity? And why is it so advantageous for them to spend that five or 10, 15 minutes to kick off a day like this? How does it transform? What do you hear from your end? Like 100% of the time, someone that's used the journal for at least a week even, it is, holy crap, my mindset, my mood has drastically changed. Because all of a sudden, they went from you know being impacted every single day or spiraling in their own negative thoughts to, oh my God, I can do this. I am the creator of my life. I can take the steps to make changes. So the mindset shift is huge. And that's like, if you think about it every single day, it's not that we're battling the outside factors. We're battling this between our ears, right? Like this, this is our biggest battle because this tells us exactly how to think, how to feel, how to react, all of that. So when we can get our mind right, like that's what makes you truly unstoppable. So That's the biggest thing that I hear. And then of course, when you're in that positive mindset, that's when you start taking the action. And then guess what happens when you take the action? That's when you start seeing results. That's when you see success. Like, so it's this ripple effect of really starting with the whole journal is about like, you know, achieve your dream life, like manifest your dream life, achieve your goals and all that. But honestly, like that's just the hook because that's what people want. But ultimately it's the self-development. It's the mindset shifts that happen in here that make the external changes and results. Well, I think we all want to do great things with our life. And that means you're going to you know, be performing at an elite level. And you hear this in sports all the time that what separates the elite people, you know, like in golf, you know, the top 140 players in the world that are qualified for the PGA Tour, they'll say that 120 of them have the fundamentals on the swing down to be in the top five, you know, but what separates them is what's going on in their mind. You know, that's why if when we're in athletics uh, all the time, we had coaches were telling, get out of your own way, you know, but, you know, we don't know what that means. But the battle for really the top elite performance in everything comes into what's going on in your head. I used to tell all of our leaders that you're, the rest of your life, you're going to be your biggest enemy. It's not going to be things. It's not going to be, we're all worried about the Middle East. We're worried about politics. We're worried about this. But in our life, the thing that we need to be focusing on is ourselves. And the thing is that journal can help in the manuscript. It can help you keep coming back and centering on that, you know, that you stay organized. What's the priorities? What, you know, matters most to you about what comes to you that you feel like needs to be done today and what can you move? How can you move the needle for, you know, I always say that uh, success is not guaranteed, but one thing you can do is continue to stack the odds of success in your favor. You can start changing it percentage wise and keep doing that. And eventually while it's not guaranteed, it will be inevitable, you know? And so you can influence results by your behavior, but not if you don't stay on track. And that's why I think you're on to a uh, continue to make a bigger, bigger impact with this. And so uh, I'm happy you found it. What do you find out on your? So when I say that to you, all of that, blah, 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 I'm really 
endorsing what you're doing. How does that resonate with you? Because you live this life. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly 100% of it. And I just wish, and my wish for like humanity in general is to somehow learn this and apply it to their life because every single day, you know, there are tragedies happening, there's things happening that are not great. And that all just lowers our energy, our frequency, our thought, our drive, all of that. And really just learning to take care of yourself, right? Like mentally, emotionally, all of that, because I truly believe that everyone on this planet, on this earth has some sort of gift and purpose to share. Right. But people don't ever wake up enough to tap into it. And that's the real shame. So everyone has their light. And I just hope by them tapping back into themselves and clearing out all the junk and really tapping into their true purpose and getting their mind right, we could create some really beautiful things on this planet. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.